This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Brentford Fan Show, the latest on the bees. And all the gossip from Griffin Park. Plus, you Reds getting vocal on the socials. The Brentford Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, city, city. Evening, Love Sport, two minutes past nine across the capital and right about here in the heart of the city, it's time to talk all things Brentford with none other than Brentford's biggest fan, uh, Billy the B. Grant, B. So- the B. Sotted crew in the building, we've got a new addition as well, I'll be introducing him in a minute. In the middle is Dave Laney Lane. Hello, Laney. All right? Yeah, yeah we're good. All right? we're good. We, we've lost John Hartson this week. Don't know where he is. He's probably still around these quarters somewhere. We, we like a rotation policy. That's what we do, like, you know what I'm saying? We don't stick with the same team he's every some, week. No, no, no. I've heard he's somewhere in the vicinity, in the Waterloo area. Well, after last week, yes. After yeah, last week, John, John like, we won't be divulging like Pogba, we're not happy with him. He's not doing <laughs> yeah, in any of it, it's activities. We won't be talking about them. But we've got Jerry the Cabby. Good evening. Evening, evening, Jerry. Evening. Is your surname the Cabby? Uh, not quite. quite. You've got, you got to move forward oh, to the mic. You've got to talk got, to the mic. He's, he's, works, he's yeah. actually gone south of the river tonight, yeah. haven't you, Jerry? I have, yeah. Jer- Jer- only Jerry the cabbie you. is in. and He's used to circling this area, actually, Jerry, isn't he? This is your manor to a certain extent, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I have a little wander through here. There's a couple of nice hotels to sit on and rank up on and uh, have a little break from time to time. He, he is a cabbie. Calf down the road as well for there a nice cup of tea. It's, it's, one, it's one of the only nicknames is actually factually correct that we've, we've got. <laughs> yeah. The Dutchman is not a Dutchman, but he is a cabbie. Nice one. So, uh, with the groundbreaking ceremony on the site of Brentford's new stadium at Lionel Road on Monday, we thought we would have a, a new stadium special for tonight's show. We'll be talking about Brentford's move to Lionel Road and listening to interviews with Dean Smith, of course, head coach, Chairman Cliff Crown, Director of Football Phil Giles, player liaison Peter Gillam, and match day announcer as well. Legend. Brentford legend there. You can tweet at B Sotted and at Love Sport Radio and give us a call 0208 7020 558. Billy, what's the question of the day? Well, what we want people to do, because we went to this ceremony for, oh my God, it's actually really happening. We're moving from Griffin Park probably in about 18 months' time. So we want people to tell us what's your favourite Griffin Park memory. And also, obviously, when people leave, you know, uh, a stadium... They-
very nice. Big sign up. Very Don't nice. Think the wife would very things, nice. But. I mean, you could have all the advertisement. Use it as cladding. You know, to be fair, couldn't you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not bad. I've got, got my eye on a floodlight. I can tell you. <laughs> Bill. So listen. I mean, before we go, we're going to talk about the new stadium first. But before that, tell you what we need to do. We need to go back to last weekend because we had a game last weekend. We played Borough at the weekend. We played very well against Borough at the weekend. They were looking to cement their place in the playoff spots. They went a goal up, Brentford equalised. Then Borough found themselves pinned back for the majority of the rest of the game. Let's go back to hear what the Brentford fans and the Borough fans had to say what they thought of the match. No, it wasn't, but it was a good game. I enjoyed that. Excellent second half. Looked the better team for most of it. Always looked a little bit susceptible on the break, but fair play to them, fair play to Smith. I thought he changed the tactics today. We went a bit more direct. Probably um, dropping Sawyers for that reason. I thought we few lessons learned from Tuesday uh, and played really well. Yeah, enjoyable game. No, much better team, you guys. Definitely, without a doubt. You've you actually should have won the game, to be fair. You should have beat us twice this, this season, without a doubt. I mean, we uh, were your bogey team as well. We were your bogey team, and all of a sudden you've turned us over virtually. All of a sudden now we can't beat you anymore. Yeah, it was a good game today, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Um, it was, I, I, in a funny sort of way, I thought we learned some lessons quite quickly from the Cardiff game. Um, it, you know, there's an argument about about playing cynical, and is that a good or a bad thing? Um, we did that today. We did it. We took Traore out of the game really after about 15, 20 minutes. Maybe again, we, did, we you know we we overplayed it a bit in the second half. Uh, we sh- maybe could have been. When I say direct, I don't mean long ball. I mean I just mean you know hit the ball early. Hitting the ball earlier, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are lucky. I think we had uh, lots of chances as the game progressed. There was only one team in it, second half. Only one team that wanted to play. We kept going I'm still a little bit frustrated about our dark arts we need them we need to be crowding the referee and getting around and and, it, and, and if so intimidating the referee you know it's our, it's our home pack best, before, best display we've seen since obviously the Birmingham game um, I really thought that we we not bullied um, Middlesbrough today, but we we looked like we'd um, taken evening classes in uh, in kind of uh, just like more thoughtful football. We actually hit the ball a little bit longer. We um, we bypassed a couple of didn't bypass midfield ever, but we would knock it a little bit long. I thought Morpay had a brilliant game today. He, he was winning balls that he was he was probably six or seven inches shorter than the bloke who was marking him. Um, um, I, th- I thought. McLeod played very, very well. He, he tied towards the end, took his goal very well. Uh, I thought Joseph Zoom was excellent today. I thought Clark was very good today. I, I, yeah, I, we were good all round, mate. I thought, um, yeah, I, I got, I got no complaints at all, and I, I think we deserved the win. So, uh, a bit of reaction there from the game up in tees. Um, who wants to to take the first bite? Yeah, it was it was an, another one of those afternoons where we had a lot of possession. Um, we we probably didn't create as many clear cut chances as we normally do, but we what the, the 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 thing that I was kind of really reassured was that Brentford seemed to have learnt their lessons from playing Cardiff the previous Tuesday and from playing Borough several times over the last couple of years. We we'd clearly improved we we'd learned how to cope with a more physical presence in a few days we learned a few dark arts we were taking players out and not letting them just go on a go you know waltzing through a, on the on the halfway line and attacking us we you know Sawyer's got sent off in the end because of that but you know it was it was a game where Brentford looked like they'd grown up a little bit 
Yeah, um, and also just the, the change in midfield, wasn't it? McLeod comes in, uh, shows that we can change it up and still get the same sort of performance week in, week out in terms of how we play, how we move the ball, how quickly we move the ball. I think he in particular, McLeod, had a really good game. I thought he was our best player. Um, went off with a bit of cramp, but showing a real good sign. I think he'll be indefinitely for the next game, um, possibly for the rest of the season, if he, if he carries on in that vein. I was going to say, going back to, to Dave's point, I mean... Does that show that Dean Smith is is kind of learning a bit better and he's, you know, we talked about it before. Does he need to effectively mature as a manager? Does it show that, that he's 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 kind of learning every day and he's he's, he's adapting his style? Yeah, possibly, yeah. I, I, I think it's a, it's a learning curve for everyone. But we've, we've, up until this point, we seem to be like very principled in how we play. It's, it's, we play the same way no matter who the opposition is. On, on Saturday, yeah, that, that had clearly there was a different thought process that went on. I mean, definitely. I mean, Dean Smith has. He has matured. But the thing about it is that, uh, let's come back to, I mean, this is a bigger uh, discussion point as far as I'm concerned. You get a manager... You get a manager in. If you think the manager's good and they've got good qualities, you stick with them. You help develop them like you do with any boss. And that's what Dean Smith, you've done. So first season, few mistakes. Second season, few mistakes. You develop it. And that's what's done down the time. And just exactly what you were saying there. He's now learning the game and he's changed. He wouldn't have done that last season, but he's doing it this season. And I think that's a very positive sign. We want to stick with you at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You can uh, have your say with whatever you like about Brentford. You could talk about the Middlesbrough game. We're going to be pushing on talking about the Bees as well. 0208 70 It's a bit difficult to say just the Bees because obviously we're talking about the B team, not just Brentford on the whole. We're talking about everything to do with Brentford. This is Love Sport Radio, 10 past nine. At four foot nothing, Ant McPartland probably goes over the limit from just a sniff of Guinness. Love sport. A spokesman said dot com. Fighting for you, saving you money. West Ham, West Ham, Charlton, Spurs, QPR, Arsenal, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Brentford, Chelsea, Millwall, Watford, non-league, AFC Wimbledon. Whichever is your team, we've got it covered. The fans show back tonight from seven with seven OTB.com on Love Sport. I am currently traveling through time and space, trying to work out how West Ham can stop ruining themselves. This is Love Sport. Back on Love Sport Radio this Thursday evening, talking all things Brentford. Have your say this evening. Oh, do- 08-70-20-5-5-8. Billy, you had a point you wanted to make yeah. about the director of football. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, where are Brentford going to be? And, we, you know, we all talk about this the whole time. I mean, we had the groundbreaking ceremony for the, for the new stadium at Lionel Road, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But I was talking with the director of football, Phil Giles, and I said to Phil, you know, where exactly, you know, you, really, you know, you've got, they've got this basically at, 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 at Smart Odds, which is the company that um, that owns, in effect, owns Brentford. And they've got this sort of league table in, in their world, this statistical real league table where they think that team should be. So, interestingly, last season, they were saying that Reading were about 18th in their table, where they were about third or fourth in the real table. And basically they're saying they've had an enormous amount of luck, but it's going to run out at some time. It's not quite right. And Leeds United were also sort of 11th or 12th in the table when they are in the playoff places. So that's interesting. So this season, we're at Brentford because at the moment now we're 10th and we're a bit frustrated. Where are we? And like last season, he said, you know, we should be 11th or we should be 9th. And he said very easily in the top six. 
but very easily a top six side, which I thought was, you know, which was quite interesting. You said, but the, the start that we had, which is a full start, has put us on a different leg. However, if you match us and you watch us against the teams that we're playing against, the Villas and your derbies and stuff like that, that's where we should stand. So it's interesting to see what they might be doing next season to make sure that we actually kind of cement that place because obviously they realise that we should be in there. Yeah, I think we I think we've clearly come up short in in several areas. You know, it, it was a it was a poor start to the season, but even with that in mind, we've had we've had a couple of really solid runs, but we we do look we do look sort of we've we've looked sort of lightweight at the back at times. We we since Vibay got sold, we we were struggling for goals a little bit in from from our number nine. Um, so it, it's, it's quite clear that you know we're not equipped for the for a playoff. We're certainly not equipped to go up. Yeah, um, I think the v- losing Vibay in January, I think, has cost us more than we know. Really, it's just that different option that he gives as opposed to more pay. I mean, I like more pay. I think he's going to be a really good player for us, but. Uh, Vibay does that running in behind that Morpay doesn't do. He, he, you know, he stretches play, he opens it up for the rest of our midfield, and, and he goes on them scoring runs of, you know, four or five goals over four or five games. And in tight games, you know, you need them goals. And I think we've just been, that, as you said, sh- short up front. And at times at the back, we've, especially early part of the season, the, the, some of the goals we were giving away were just ridiculous. So it's just, I think, just lack of composure really at both ends of the pitch. And you tighten that up. We're a totally different team, and I don't know if they can bring someone in in the summer. You don't know how they're going to look at it. There's a possibility that we, you know we could have a real good push for next season for that top six. Let's have a listen to what Brentford's fleet-footed forward says. Ollie Watkins talked about how frustrating it was to play so well, but still not to get all the points. To see uh, the way we played and you know, come off the pitch a little bit disappointed because we should have taken all three points and that's a top six team, you know, we're playing against and they, they can get out their half in the second half. So, you know, there's a lot of positives to take and I think there's a, there's a lot of belief around the squad and at the moment we're a bit disappointed because we know we're, you know, we're playing teams off the park and we're just, it's not going our way at the moment. OK, let's just say that this season's out of the question. Next season, what are your hopes and ambitions, Molly Watkins? Hopes and ambitions to score as many goals as I can, to help play as many games as I can and help the team get promoted. Will we get promoted? Of course we can. Molly Watkins, that was the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Brilliant from Molly Watkins there. The the optimism is certainly there, isn't it, Bill? 100%. And that's what I'm saying to you is that it's almost like there's a fine line. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a real cliche, but it's a fine line between you know not being there and being there. You know, if we hadn't let in the goal against Bristol City, we'd have got three points against. You know, it is a real fine line. But the fact is that if you're playing good football, you're getting the ball into the area. You're making, the, you know, if you go into um, experimental three five one, which is a really wicked website, you go inside there. You know, it's it's a statistical site, yeah, but it also tells you a lot of things. And you know, Brentford are seen as being energetically wasteful. So what we do is we create a truckload of chances but we don't score all of them all you're thinking is that if we can actually start you know scoring a few more of these chances that we're creating because we're creating so many we'll be absolutely having a laugh and like i said to you fulham fan who said that you know they reminded us of them last season play the ball brilliantly pass the ball around but then they got Mitrovic bang ball in the back of the net so became a different team because they got the man that bangs at the back of the net this is not knocking any of our players in our team because it's all part of the setup but you know so Malpay's got his part Ollie Watkins has got his part they've all got their part but 
we know what's missing with us whether or not it's going to take for us to grow or whether or not we need to put another couple of cogs in there to make it work we shall find out and uh, that's obviously the jobs of the directors of football yeah, and you also you can hear from the audio clip with Ollie that he's uh, he's clearly an intelligent, thoughtful player. Um, that that you know, for Brentford to sign them, they have to fit that criteria as well. So you know, I I got a feeling that Ollie Watkins is going to go to the very top in in the game. I think he's he's got like um, Deli Ali quality about him. I think you know Deli Ali, although he, he spent time at MK Dons, that didn't seem to stop him going to mm. the very top. And I think I think Ollie Watkins is going to be the same. So Deli come from one step below where we are now so I, I, I can see him playing at, at the very highest level let's push on from the first team and talk about the B team and a big big game and a big result at Griffin Park and there, there were some people there watching it and uh, Billy you were one of them we were I mean to something it was kind of Aaron versus the besotted crew sort of wasn't it that day you know what I'm saying <laughs> I you never know? showed up with no, my scarf just scared. you were scared mate you know what I'm saying because you knew what was going to go down the B team was, was, was having it on. but to be fair we turned up there and within a minute we, there was the most ridiculous own goal that was scored by, <laughs> by Brentford oh, it was crazy it was, a, it was a brilliant own goal to be quite honest if you're going to score an own goal you might score, he, score a goal he, he own absolutely goal like lashed it <laughs> it was a lashed back pass yeah into an empty net you yeah. know, the goalkeeper who was a trial goalkeeper thought what the hell's going on here so uh, that, was, uh, that wasn't that was a great start but after that um, the B team actually just kind of upped their game um, and they played some absolutely fantastic football didn't they they did um, I, I was just very very impressed you know uh, you, you would assume that anyone that puts the Man United shirt on um, even at under 23 level is going to be the best in the world or you know almost the best in the world um, in, in that age group um, and Brentford players to almost to a man played them played them off the park um, yeah they're just the intensity and the speed of the passing, you know, it sort of matched the first team really, which is what I wanted to see because if they're going to make a step up, then it's going to come hard at in the first game, so they need to be ready for it. And, uh, and have you seen many t- beating games, uh, Jerry? Uh, the last game I went to was the Man City one at the end of last season. So we beat them as well, didn't we? That's four two, I think. We held them. I think it was two all for long periods. Okay. But, and but, then they got two late but what I thought with the Man United game as well, it wasn't as if like we out physic you know, it wasn't a physical game where we had aerial bombardment and you know, we, we you know, we out muscled them. We just outplayed them. And you know, some of those in the second half in particular, the the intricate one touch passes, the flicks and the tricks, we looked like a, a you know, a group of players that was, you know, confident. Man United looked like a team that was looking over the shoulders and it was it was I was a bit surprised well one of the things when you look at the age of our b team you know it's 17 to 21 but i think there's only westbrook in there that's 20 21 reese coleman he's about 20 but the rest of them are all 18 19 year olds yeah and what the the, the own goal it was the new lad uh jacko oxanen mm-hmm. signed from finland for a minute first minute of the game scores an own goal but for the rest of the game he went looking for the ball he didn't hide he didn't chirk he didn't get frightened. He tried to score another one that was identical. Yeah, he had a, he had a go. But he, he also went looking and was brave, wanting the ball in, in tough positions. And that's a really good sign for a young lad that's, you know, just 17. It's a big, big performance from the Brent for Bees. Uh, let's move on. In fact, this is Love Sport Radio. 0208 tw- uh, 702555. Have your say. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You can catch us on DAB online and via your Alexa smart speaker. Unemployment is through the roof. And if you were to lose your job at the job center, you still have to show up to work the next day. What's that all about? That I can tell you. 
Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't harvest your data. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Darling, what are you doing? I'm just online trying to find a cheaper energy provider. Uh, yes, but who are they all standing behind you? Hello. Hey there. Hi. Oh, they're from a spokesmanset.com. They're helping me find a better deal. A spokesmanset.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes to find out if we can save you money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmanset.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Fabian Zinzer here. When me and my brother Frank need to cover something up, we like it to stay covered up permanently. So we use our Zinzer bin paint. It's the ultimate primer, sealer and stain killer. Seals water, oil and nicotine stains and even stops timber resin coming back to haunt you. Use it on ceilings, walls and doors and it'll keep all those skeletons in the closet. I thought they were in the cellar, Frank. I'm talking metaphorically. You what? Zinzer. What's your problem? Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. I have to tell you, Crystal Palace, spectacular, really great, shiny. We're warming up ready for London's biggest kickoff, but in the meantime, you can stare at us doing our overly sexual stretches. Love sport. Love sport. Love sport. Love sport. With 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Back on Love Sport Radio, talking all things Brentford. Bill, you wanted to mention something. Well, I, well, I wanted to mention, we were talking about this B-team game, the fact that we played really well, we played some fantastic football, but we've been talking to you for, for all morning, all, well, all evening, Aaron, to try and mention the score, and you still haven't mentioned the score, because it, it was your team that we were playing, wasn't it, Man United? It, 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 well, yes, yes. And what, um, was, and what was the score? Brentford B's 3, Manchester United under 23's 1. Whoa. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll how, play the A's How does that feel? Team. Good to see a progressive footballing side. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a sports. I'm a Manchester United fan. A, I'm a sports journalist. You're a diplomat. I'm, I'm diplomatic. I will never, you know, I, I'm not someone who will bet against my club ever. But you know, I, I appreciate the fact that Brentford are, are trying to bring through these players. And one point I wanted to ask: which of those players do you feel should be pushing on the edges, of the, knocking on Dean Smith's door? Good question, actually. Marcus Force probably. Marcus Force, the striker, he scored a goal. Very good goal. It is well, uh, Bradley. Uh, Bradley Clayton Bradley I like Clayton. Bradley Clayton as well yeah as well. we'll see about him yeah. Jerry who used to uh, Reece, Cole Reece, as well Reese Cole and West, Westbrook I think they were the two that ran, ran the show really. well we normally say Reese Cole friend of Besotted don't we yeah oh, that's right <laughs> Henry Johansson 
Um, well, it's actually interesting. He's the grand, the grandchild of the the, what's it, the great Grincher, isn't it? Um, he has been out for a while. Yeah. We haven't seen him for a while, so he's only just come back and sort of fleek. So I think he needs to kind of get his feet under the table yet again. A great photo of him and the med- medical team at Griffin Park after mm. that game. Who he just he wanted he put on Twitter and wanted to say thanks, you know, for getting me back to full fitness. So good, good to see that. I really, I do like that. Yes. I do like yeah. that. But it's a, you know, it's all it's all shaping up well for the future. Indeed, indeed, as we said with Chris Meppen, who's just played for Wales, and he actually made a start for Wales today. He was in the B team not four months ago as well, so the path from the B team to the A team seems to be working at Brentford FC. And one thing about the future... I mean, the new stadium, B. Sotted attended the groundbreaking ceremony for Brentford's new stadium at Lionel Road. Who, who was there? Oh, it was, it was the, the Brentford family, is, is a much derided yes. term. Great and the good. But, um, yeah, there was, there, it was a really... had been going to Brentford for years as well um, one of them in particular is Peter Gillam who like I said to you originally was a fan um, he used to run the coaches you know he, he had his job but he used to do Brentford things and then he left his job and he started to, to work for Brentford as well he's been on the PA at Brentford for I'm not sure about 40 odd years or something like that hasn't I think, he yeah I think he's, he holds a record yeah, he holds, oh no, the second. He's the second longest record that he holds, which is Peter Gillam. And he's actually going to talk now about his thoughts about Brentford moving to the stadium. Did you ever think that we would be standing here now talking about a new stadium that was imminent? And, and, and what will Griffin Park mean when you, when you have to leave it? No, I didn't think it would happen. I mean, we're going back to 1974 when we first started talking about it uh, under Les David, Walter Wheatley. Uh, never materialised then. I thought the chance had gone. Started this century. They were talking about it. I never thought it was going to happen. And now today, the realisation is quite incredible. I think like the vast, well, like a lot of people, to leave Griffin Park's going to be really tough because our history's there, our families are there, people we've lost are there, you know, their remains are there as well. So all our memories are there. To move somewhere else is going to be really tough. I appreciate, like everybody does, we have to move forward. But it is emotional because it's the beginning of the end of Griffin Park and the start of a whole new life in a new stadium. Is the big, big radio booth going to end its way in your garden when we leave? Uh, I'd like to think, well, I haven't got a garden at the moment, but uh, I'd like to think I could place it somewhere in uh, near Thames Close, just next to the Thames where I live in Hampton. Uh, it's going to be a big, big moment. I mean, personally, I've been doing uh, Big Big Radio for 49 years, the man on the mic. Uh, I intend, if my health sees me through, I'd love to be able to make announcements at the new stage. Stadium, certainly the first match in New Stadium. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm talking about self, but I'm two years ahead of George Seth, who's second in UK. Uh, he's at Liverpool. George and I keep in touch, so I had to keep going to keep ahead of George. I'd love to make it a New Stadium, and I'd love to take something with me from Griffin Park. I won't say what. I'd, I'd hope, chaps, that he'd be taking the microphone with him. I think he'd take the, at least he'll take the microphone with him. And to be fair... Maybe a speaker. That's right, <laughs> indeed. You were right, actually, Lady. He is the longest-serving PA guy there in the you whole... Go, oh, you such, go, a, such a smarty, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> but anyway, but listen... Um, Peter Gillum, he's a he's he's really really good guy. Mr. Brentford, as they call him, is a he he, he recently had a a, a prostate cr- uh, cancer scare, which he uh, he he's been you know he, he he had the operation and he's doing really well from that now as well. Um, Brentford fans really got behind it and uh, got behind the prostate cancer campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a you know there's a big flag on the on the new road side that that, that sort of you know shows that shows the fan support for him. Um, Pete's going to be at the um, the besotted social, the end of season social with Martin Allen there, and we'll be raising some funds for the prostate cancer um, charity. But yeah, you know Peter's 
Peter's just been part of that fabric. He's woven into the DNA of the football club. You know, you can understand why he's going to be emotional when he leaves. Yeah, it's, it's the first name that, you know, whenever, or the first games I ever went to, is his voice, isn't it? It's just beaming over and it's just been a, a constant for 30-odd years or so. So, yeah, I'd imagine it's a, be a big old move for him. And it's, it's interesting what he talked about. I mean, he talked about having the Big B radio. You, you asked if he's going to have Big B radio in his garden. And we've been talking about this off-air here, saying, you know, what exactly are you going to nab? Because everyone likes to nab something, you know. And when something's going to close down, there's a little bit of nabbing going on. I'm just thinking, you know, what would you nab from Griffin Park? We're asking people out there as well to call on uh, 0208702558 and ask you, what are you going to nab from Griffin Park on the last day when it closes down, Laney? I, I, yeah, I, I, I won't make any bones about it. I want a floodlight. and um, An actual m- Yeah, big. I want the whole thing. The, the 300 Have foot. Have you got somewhere to put it? No, I'll, I'll worry about that later on. You know. <laughs> it's like the details can wait, but I can I can rent a field somewhere to store it. But um, I, I might need planning permission for it, but a turnstile would be amazing. Alternatively, you could cut it down a bit and use it as a garden floodlight. You could do, <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I just want the whole thing. I just want It's a lot it. of bulbs, you know. The, the, it's expensive. <laughs> It's a lot of rubbing down and kind of <laughs> a lot of rubbing. a lot of hammerite. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, alternative turnstile would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, wouldn't it be good just to come through? Well, you could just yeah, out as you come through your front door, you've got to go through it. But they're they're a thing of beauty anyway. They actually are. Well, I've got a wife and two daughters, so mm. I would have it on sort of just by the bathroom, and I would man it as well, so it's got <laughs> equal time in there. You know, you'd, sit, you'd be the operator, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be the turnstile operator. Stick, yeah. stick your you know so your, your, your pound in there, and pay to get in as well, yeah. Yeah. Bill. Well, uh, for me, I actually, I mean, I want a floodlight because because he's nabbed it, I can't have it as well. There's well. three others, Bill. Yeah, but I can't have them. It's a bit boring, that. So what, instead, I'm actually changing my mind. I actually want that police porter cabin because I'm an informer. <laughs> at the back, but, at, <laughs> the one at the, no, there's one at the back of the press box. I've, I mean, you've you've obviously been in there, haven't you? Well, yeah. No, no, this, uh, <laughs> no, so the, oh, that one. You know, we know where the Wendy House stood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. the left upstairs yeah. from there. Yeah. Just, just um, plunk it right in the back of my garden. The police port again with a little sort of with the screens and everything like that. The CCTV, mm. everything mm. like that. Like a sort of sit, sit little sit home back. office. That's garden, right. Yeah, the yeah. home office just looking at you know things on the TV screen and you know, just just grassing people up. <laughs> if, if, the <laughs> metro- right. if the metropolitan police are listening, we're not actively giving you your your next few nicks over well for for eighteen months time. We're not doing your work for you. This is Love Sport Radio. You can give us a call. 0208 758. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's spring and I'm still waiting for my royal wedding invite. Forget mocha chocolates and visiting relatives in care homes. The weekends are for loving sport. Wake up with Love Sport Breakfast at the weekend with an MBE and Olympic medalist. Get your head round the most biased football show on UK radio and enjoy a barrister with all the banter. So much more fun than a trip to Ikea and our balls are meteor. Love Sport at the weekend. A great station for a great city. I have travelled into the future, and I am sad to say Ant McPartlin is still smashed. 558am. Love Sport. Just past half past nine on Love Sport Reddit across London town. Uh, seven of the best. Make sure you get involved with it. Uh, you get seven right for four weeks and you win a cool million pounds. How cool is that? All you have to do is pick seven results. Six winners, one draw. You get it right seven weeks in a row, you win a million pounds. And guess what? It's free to play. It's absolutely brilliant. I've been having a go. I've lost two weeks in a row. But I'm on the way up. I'm on the way up. Bill, you've spent the Cliff Crown this week. 
I did speak to Cliff. Well, I, I didn't. Laney spoke to Cliff Crown. Well, we all spoke to Cliff Crown because Cliff Crown was also there at the um, the, the 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 spade so and uh, the spade in the sand ceremony um, at one of the eight, which is a pub um, on the river. And ironically, it's actually a pub on the river uh, at Kew Bridge, which is on the site of where Brentford Rowing Club was, which where Brentford Football Club was actually formed. And they thought, should it be a rugby club? Should it be a football club? Should it be a rugby club? Should it be a football club? And it became a football club. It certainly did. Yeah, indeed. So that's where we were, and uh, we spoke to Cliff Clown, and Cliff was talking about the fans, which is interestingly because there's a lot of um, talk about fans and how much they get involved in their new stadium, and then fans move to the new stadium and say, oh no, the atmosphere is terrible, or it's not right, they didn't talk to us about it. Um, to be fair to Brentford, there's been, especially over the last, what, six or eight months, there's been a lot of fan involvement in getting the, making sure that the things are right about the stadium, and there have been a number of meetings they're not subterfuge meetings at all they're just sort of small little consultancy meetings with different fan groups we've been involved the griffin park grapevine um have been involved you know different groups yeah bias bu they've all been involved in this to actually find out what we want to do the things that we want to retain from the stadium the things we're happy about the things we're not happy about yeah it was i've been really heartened over the last sort of you know six months that the the club through these meetings they they really do seem clearly um genuine about taking on fans um concerns you know brentford and griffin park in particular has got a very unique atmosphere there's something very special about it something special in our hearts um we you know we're all a bit mixed about you know to do it during the season we're going to be so it's you know it's going to be a bit of pressure to get it right and to get everything right so you know, the consultation between the club and the fans, I think, is, is a perfect thing to do. Just have to make sure that, you know, everything goes smoothly. Before we listen to the Cliff Crown audio, I've spoken to a friend, Billy Billy Reeves, who is a, a very good friend of mine and a colleague of mine. And he was talking about this mid-season move-in thing. And the... the uh, Bill, you, you wanted to... To, no, I was just about to say, I mean, it, it's a very, very tight schedule that Brentford are going to be running to, and they have to hit so many deadlines and so many key points that if one of them goes wrong, it could mean a delay until August. Yes, that's right. I mean, first of all, like I said to you, it's December 2019, because again, just to let people know exactly where that is, which means there's only 18 months left. So that's quite interesting, because all of a sudden you see there's like... The, the, the flame has been lit on the touch paper and it's it's happening at the moment now now the fact is that that's quite interesting because if we um have we could be automatic promotion i'm just saying that could happen which means that that season those next three months we could actually be in the premier league so the first three months of that season we could be in the premier league playing at griffin park but they would probably give us a dispensation because we are looking to move in the december time so that could be quite interesting so obviously we're gonna have to keep it very very tight because uh we'll need to personally i'd I'd, I'd actually love to have a whole season at griffin park because i think it'll be absolute mayhem you know man united and and all these fans coming down to griffin park they'll be like what's going on here Uh, we'll see Ah, see. but you're you're right you know we're we're one hiccup away from sort of missing missing that target so you know we'll see if it is the first, we are the first team to sw- switch stadium mid-season. We're, you know, it's in the lap of the gods, really. Should we have a listen to the what Cliff Crown had to say? Let's take a listen to what uh, Cliff Crown had to say after well, well, talking about fan consultation. More recently, we've been holding fans forums so we can get direct input 
from some of our fans but uh, whilst I haven't been around for the last 15 years I do know that the fans have played such an important part I remember in 2014 there must have been near on a thousand fans at the council offices when we got the original planning permission through and that was a night to be so proud of uh, our football club and the contribution that our fans have made but I know the contribution goes back much much longer to 67 and the uh, fiasco with QPR and I'm sure earlier than that and certainly in the last 15 years plenty of fans have been supporting us working with us helping us get to this stage so it's been very much a team effort and whilst we couldn't have done this without Matthew we also couldn't have done it without the support of our fans as well great chat with cliff crown there bill uh, it's, i mean it's, it says it's quite topical i mean obviously at the moment now everyone's talking about west ham west ham moved to a new stadium there's i mean forget about the talks whether or not that stadium should or should not have happened you know from a political point of view let's talk about what the fans wanted i mean at the end of the day there's been a lot of talk as you say on the west ham show which is on, on love sport as well where the fans are talking about that um things were obviously weren't right and obviously conversations weren't had and if you don't have conversations okay as much as you want to do you may turn around and think we know what we're doing we're the experts in this game but you're going to come across a number of problems we've been to stadiums up and down the country have been to to bolton you know been to wigan you know been to, to you know even to cardiff and to be quite honest with you a lot of these places um the, the, there's something not quite right about them. The atmosphere isn't right, or there's certain things that, that aren't right about it. A lot of one, the one stadium that people seem to be quite happy about is Brighton. You know, Brighton. I mean, I think it's all right. You know, I think I think it's all right. It's out of town, but I think it's all right. But if you start talking to the fans, you've got much more chance of actually making a lot of things right because you, there's things that you, you know, as a developer, you just don't know. I think you're right, and and funny you say that. Daniel Levy at Spurs, apart from bashing West Ham every two minutes about the Olympic Stadium because he wanted to flatten it and rebuild it. He's talked about how Spurs will learn from everyone else's mistakes. Spurs will learn from West Ham's mistakes in building this new stadium with acoustics and the distances from the from the goal line to the to the advertising hoardings. So it's important, isn't it, that Brentford do it? And it's it's gonna be a, I think it's going to be a great ground, you know. In London, we're seeing so many new... The faces of London stadiums, they're all changing. Everywhere is changing. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. You know, dialogue and, and consultation is, is, is critical. Um, but one of, the, one of the biggest talking points is, is also safe standing. Um, there's, 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 a, there's a commitment and there's, the, um, there's a, you know, the, 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 architect, the, the plans have, have kind of been built around... A, being able to develop or sort of adapt the grounds into um, having a big bank in the west west end um, for for which will hopefully be all, all an all standing area. We obviously we need legislation to change to allow that to happen. But uh, you know it's 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 in it's in our mind. It's 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 the, the club want to have terracing. They want to have standing, um, which which Griffin Park is so famous for. You know to to be able to stand up behind the goal will help the, the atmosphere, won't it, Jerry? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and also, it's all the, the away fans that come to Griffin Park now. I mean, we're the only terrorists other than Burton. And, and they just, how much they love it, just being mm. able to stand. They can all congregate. And you do create an atmosphere. There's no two ways about it. 20 minutes to 10 o'clock on Love Sport Radio. You can have your say. 0208 70 20 558. You could not make me listen to TalkSport if TalkSport paid me. That I can tell you. What did the beast from the east leave behind? Love Sport. 5, 5, 8 a.m. We're just warming up. 
The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. When my morning alarm goes, I never struggle to get out of bed. I love my job because every day I help people save money. You see, I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can get you a better deal. Get quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers in just a matter of minutes. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. It's the burning question. Did you or didn't you? Well, there's one way to find out if you did have PPI, and that's to get the claims guys to do a thorough check. If the claims guys do discover you were sold PPI, they'll contact your bank and do all the hard work for you, with nothing to pay up front. So, let's find out if you did or you didn't. Just text SEARCH to 6677. That's So, what are you waiting for? Play seven of the best today. Check out 7OTB.com. That's the number 7OTB.com. Customer information may be used for targeted advertising. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk. People are telling me buses are the thing in London. Buses. Tremendous. Hello London, we're Love Sport. We're new to your ears, so while we're warming up, please be gentle with our fragile heads. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. Back on Love Sport Radio this evening, and we're going to sort of meander towards what Dean Smith has talked about and the togetherness of the uh, Brentford family and a tight stadium. You know, we were talking about how that built atmosphere bill i mean a hundred percent i mean griffin park twelve thousand. you know fans uh, if you've been there if you've been there to go even back in the day when you know when we used to get four five thousand fans because it was so tight it used to have a wicked atmosphere inside there now twelve thousand is a tight atmosphere so if you go to a game it could be really really rocking the new stadium um is seventeen thousand two hundred fifty seats now a lot of people turn around and go Ooh, what kind of ambition is that you're only seventeen thousand two fifty if you go to the premier league people forget we were four thousand a few years ago and they've gone to six then we've gone to eight you do and they want to go there and they want to rock the place i've been to like i said to you i've been to cardiff i've been to bolton i've been to wigan and you go there and the place is dead it's like a 20 30 000 stadium that they can't fill and it's a really devoid atmosphere so when they're doing really well all these day trippers come and they fill it up and then when they're not doing quite so well they all disappear so to me seventeen and a half thousand let's let's get to that target because if we can go there and be rocking we'd be really proud to go to that stadium in it yeah and the, as you as you rightly say you know we we as we've been in this championship for for several years we've seen so many stadiums that look impressive from the outside you go inside there's no there's hardly any fans there and the the ground is literally too big it's it's better to surely be in a situation where you you you're kind of you're close to capacity you 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 stand the best chance of getting that noise and that and then instead of looking around and thinking, Thinking, oh God, where, where is everyone? Are you saying you don't want Wiganitis? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, well, absolutely not. You don't want a stadium where the noise is one bloke and a drum. 
because that just kills you, doesn't it? You go in and all you can do or clappers. Clappers. Yeah. If you're a club that uses clappers, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you, are you talking about the mob up the I'm road? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What, you mean SW6? Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. the Fulhamish Massive. <laughs> in the house Leicester City fans seem to love the things but I, you know again you, you, it's not what you want you want you want a natural natural high I mean if you can get a natural high of course that's, that is that is much better but we, I mean we talked to Dean Smith about that and he also said you know listen Dean we're moving to a new stadium what do you think about the sound Dean Smith Brentford manager I've seen you breaking ground out there history being made yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. I mean, 15 years it's been planned for, I think, for a lot of people. So it's great to, to, to see it finally happening now. Being the manager for a couple of years and Griffin Park must mean a lot to you. So it's going to be a little bit sad to sort of see us go as well, isn't it? It'd be very sad. I mean, uh, the whole ethos of the football club is about the togetherness. Uh, you know, we have our pre-match over the road at the hotel and walk to the ground and walk in amongst the supporters and, and chat away to them. And we have to make sure that when we do eventually leave Griffin Park that we still have that, that together through the supporters, the management staff and the players. Griffin Park is tight. This new stadium is going to be bigger, but it's still going to be very tight. That's good for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the way we want to play football. We want our supporters uh, to be as intimidating as, as possible to the opposition and uh, hopefully we can make that happen. Good day today, Dean. Very happy. Yeah, no, really happy. It's really pleasing to see all the people here who've worked so hard to get this happening. That's what you want to hear from a manager. You know, he wants the ground to be intimidating. Like, Griffin Park is, especially Griffin Park under the lights. I said I was having a chat with Billy Reeves, and he said there's nothing like GP under the lights, Aaron. Nothing like it under the lights as well, but at the Man United game on Tuesday, we sat on the Braemar Roadside. We normally sit in the Elium Road. I was standing in the Elium Road, and I I just never ceases to amaze me how close you are if you're sitting in the front to the touchline. You know, if you shout something at whoever... They hear it. If if hundred of you shout something at someone, they hear it. It is impossible not to intimidate, and we don't want to lose that. Yeah, uh, it, it, you have to keep that. I mean, it's I sit on Braemar Road, but I sit at the back of the stand. But on a match day, the front down there, and if you've got a, a right back who likes to fall over, or a left winger who falls over a little bit easier from the opposition, he certainly gets it, and that's what you need. You need to, you know, create an advantage, and it is our advantage. And it's so, so often now you go to these stadiums and you know you, you still still you feel removed from it. You soulless bowls. They mm, are maybe. soulless bowls, or or, they, or you're so high they stick you up in the gods. You know, you go to Newcastle. They they pl- they use their stadium to kind of um, to, as as the, as a, a as an as an advantage to them. They they make it, make the away fans they they dilute the noise as much as they can. And also, I thought what was quite interesting what Dean Smith talked about. He talked about the the walk from the hotel. We've got a hotel on the Great West Road, and they walk to the stadium. And basically, they walk through the crowd. You see the players. They walk, you know, past all the all the fans and everything like that. You know, signing autographs, chatting to them on the way to the ground, which is very traditional Brentford. When we got promoted in was it twenty fourteen, twenty four, whenever it was, twenty fourteen, played uh, the Preston game. We got promoted at the end of the season, and at the end of the season, all you know, the the the, the owner, the chairman, you know, Mark Walton, everyone like that. They come down the pub, and everyone's outside the pub, and a couple of beers with them. Then the players all went down the pub with us after the game. You know, all the players they were playing darts, they were drinking, having a bit of a laugh, and that was very, very Brentford. Now, for us, you think if you move up, that's not going to happen. But for us, retaining that makes it, the club very, very unique. Yeah, it's, we're a proper West London club. They're West London people. The, 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 
the manager buys into that. He's he's very grounded. He's he's a he's a decent guy. Um, all the time that he's managing or coaching our team, um, I think we can retain that. Um, you know, whether we in sometime in the future have a, a like a, a star foreign manager who doesn't quite get it, I, I, I doubt. It doesn't seem to be our style. Yeah, you, you get kind of is that phrase, isn't there? Like a, a, a team's in the manager's image, and mm. our kind of team is like because he's, he's approachable, isn't he, Dean Smith? Whether that's Very. fans, whether that's his own players, he comes across that way. And the players are themselves, you know, when they work to, to and from the hotel before and after the game, you can go up, chat, photos, autographs. You know, sometimes you see kids can't quite believe that that's Romain Sawyer's walking past, you know, and he stops and, you know, gives him a little ruffle with the hair or whatever, you know, but, but that's the way it is. It's, a, it's an old school mentality, which you barely see these days. Because yeah. we are a community club, you know, Football clubs are the souls of their community, and we're retaining that, and we just have to make sure it stays the same when we go into Lionel Road. Last Sport Radio, 558am, we will have uh, Paul Donnelly, whose club, I believe, are building a soulless bowl at the moment, so we'll be, it'd be good to actually get his view on that uh, right after this. Of course I don't take Russia seriously. They rush everything. Love Sport. A spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. The Pitbull is back tackling London's big drive home. And he wants to convert you. All the sports, all the news, and none of the nonsense. The Brian Moore Show drives you home. Weekdays from 4pm. Give him a try. On a great station for a great city. Love Sport. P.S. Last one to the bar after has to strip naked and do something terrible with a carrot. Those rugby boys, eh? I have travelled into the future, and I can see Ant McPartlin drinking with Danny Dyer. It looks like a stupid idea. Love Sports. Did you? Great time. Love Sport Radio, 10 minutes to 10 o'clock. Paul Donnelly's in the studio. Evening, Paul. No, it's your bad as Paul Connolly. Not Donnelly. Who told you that? Uh, the producer. They're going to be harangued. Going to be Sack big him. trouble. That's all right. He sacked immediately. Anyway, I don't really care. Um, up at 10 o'clock is my first shift on Lovesport. Late shift. And uh, what isn't on the show, lads, is more of the question. I'm going to be talking to one of Britain's most notorious con men. He's going to reveal his tricks of the trade. We'll ask, is London becoming more violent place due to knife crime? But look ahead to the weekend sport. Albeit you lads have done that very well so far. We'll go to LA for movies and then an undercover policeman is going to tell me about his time undercover and is also Arjun Dazoo it isn't Arjun Dazoo who in God's name is Arjun Dazoo was a former centaur he played for Portsmouth and Wigan who actually went and joined the Dutch police you are kidding me really I'm serious the Dutch police and what I want to know is how did he get promoted so quickly yeah how did he become an inspector from centre half to inspector that's kind of incredible. Nice. Yeah, but this guy's brilliant. Neil Woods, his name. Ask him if he knows him. I will indeed. All right, but that's coming up on the show at 10. Uh, very quickly. Uh-oh. Firstly, f- first and foremost, if the Kiwi producer outside, if you have a look on... Oh, he's deleted it off the screen. <laughs> he's deleted it. <laughs> What's he, he doing? Because we haven't actually met before. Yeah, he, he, first he, time. He, he, he stitched me up and said your name was Paul Who Donald. cares? I don't uh, care. You can call me whatever you like. I've been called a lot worse, I'll tell you that. Very quickly, we're here with the Brent, the guys from BSOT at Brentford. Well, They're lads, building it's a, a new stadium. They've just broken ground. How do you feel about your club moving from White Hot Lane, where literally the fans were on top of you? Fans yeah. on the shelf, they were on top of the part lane. They were there to move, move into a soulless bowl. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not really 
sentimental about White Hart Lane, if I'm honest. I think that in generations to come, they're just going to be happy they have such an incredible stadium. I mean, I, you know... Expensive stadium. Uh, well, a very, very expensive stadium, but a magnificent stadium at that. And I know White Hart Lane, the fans were very close on the pitch, and the atmosphere was electric and fantastic and all of that, but I mean, it doesn't really bother me that much. And what Once, about the atmosphere? I think the atmosphere is still pretty good. Fair enough, not as as good, but I mean, look where how they're playing this season. Look where they are in the league. That's going to make you happy. Well, don't know about that. Mm. Don't know about that, chaps. <laughs> I'm all for. A they're going to be second in the I, end. I, I, love, I love a four sided ground. I love a traditional four sided stadium. I'm sure the gents are with me on that as Indeed. well. Really, you can't beat a four sided stadium. All right, lads, whatever you say. <laughs> Thank you very much. So is it pro? Cheers. If it's not four sided, it must be obviously pro rata. And the much of the amount of money they're paying for it is it? Maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. I've no idea. <laughs> PC Paul Connolly. Nice to be Connolly. Nice Jamie Connolly <laughs> is up next on Love Sport Radio with the late shift. Thanks, lads. Let's uh, push on, champs, because we haven't got very much time left. Uh, Bill, go for it. You don't want to go up. I mean, you don't want to go up, Brentford. That is a big phrase that we always We've used to say. that for yeah, generations. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we're going to actually do some... Might as well. We decided now we're going to do some we, you don't want to go up t-shirts on besotted.com. So by the weekend, probably be up there. But anyway, what we do is that promotion. Obviously, we're going to a new stadium. But we're talking about promotion. Are we going to get promotion this season, next season, the season after? And when's it going to happen? We actually spoke to Phil Giles, who's the director of football, and we pushed the button. We said to him, Phil, come on. When's going to be promotion? Are you? Are we going for it or are you holding back? And this is what Phil had to say. We're not, we're not biting our time. I mean, I'd love to say, Matthew, Matthew, don't worry about um, don't worry about it. I know you cover financially the club, but uh, we're just going to take a couple of years over it. Are you OK with that? Might cost you a few million. See what he says about that? Pretty sure you wouldn't be too happy about that, right? But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're always going for it, right? I mean, next year we'll give it a good go within the parameters that we've got for ourselves, you know? Good to hear from Phil. I mean, everyone seems to be pushing in the right direction. That's the main thing. Am I right? It does seem to be a feeling that it's, it's only a matter of time. I'm, I'm not quite so sure. You know, I, I, it is still a massive ask for Brentford to get promoted into the Premier League. You know, we, we, we are doing all the right things, but we've we've still got so many ingredients that are stacked against us. You know, the, 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 what we can afford to pay in wages, what we can afford to pay in transfer fees. We can use all the stats and, and analysis. We can use the edge that we've got um, in, in scouting to, to find some of the, you know, what we think are some of the most exciting prospects but still you've got you've got teams like Wolves um, who, who can come in and buy players that have been playing in Serie A and you know they've, they've got an edge on us still so getting out is going to be difficult still yeah, the other thing as well is, is we're a club because of the model because we have to sell players in order to balance the books it's we're, we're taking two steps forward but we're always having to take that one back um, and I think over the course maybe the next few years that one step back just gets a little bit smaller and smaller and smaller as you know we've done quite well in the last three years in terms of transfers in terms of money coming in in terms of the club getting nearer to being sustainable but the longer that goes on the shorter that step backwards takes and then you get closer to but it's, it's, it's a battle of heart and minds as well every time we say Brentford Premiership people have stopped laughing at that now so at least at least we're at least yeah. we're sort of getting getting to the stage where if we were to do it people aren't going to be gobsmacked by it at least listen Phil Giles has said we're going, Ollie Watkins has said we're going for it Phil Giles has said we're going for it so uh, next season mate maybe they might actually push the button and maybe we might spend a little bit more cash and we might go for it but listen great show but one thing we just got to quickly say besotted.com 
forward slash audio go there we've got our podcast from this week it's up there and it's live now check it out it's very very good and also go to the waving hand Martin Allen Martin Allen who's now Barnet manager but he's still turning up at end of season due 4th of May yesterday. you know that is absolutely going to be brilliant so check it out tickets are flying out the door for that besotted.com Martin Allen waving hand there you go besotted done love sport reddit I'm done uh, Paul Connolly or Donnelly is up next not sure Donnelly. which one he wants to be Donnelly. Uh, I'm back tomorrow with the chaps from Chelsea the Chelsea fan cast is there and so is Mill catch you tomorrow it's nearly time for the news real news unless I'm in any of the stories in which case it's probably fake news love sport listen to this the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.